0: We're so glad you decided to hang out with us on the Better Together podcast today. I'm Tony, and I'm Anne, and this is like our fourth try <laughs> starting this podcast today. Happy anniversary to oh, you! Oh
1: my gosh, happy one year anniversary!
0: One year ago this week, I think the actual date is tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on March 2nd, but um, we released our first podcast, yeah, and that was exciting.
1: I. I can't believe it's a year, and what a
0: year! Oh my wow. gosh! Like two weeks before COVID, we released the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm anxiously, eagerly awaiting for the memories to come up in Facebook
0: <laughs> when COVID started. Oh, I know it's, it's been right co- around the corner. <laughs> I'm not I'm not looking forward to those memories. Those I'm memories. trying to block those ones out, <laughs> but the podcast. Here we are a year later, and thank you guys for listening and for supporting us and subscribing and reviewing and sharing all the things, and it's just really helped ladies connect. And that's what I keep hearing from people. They love connecting to us every week, and they feel more connected through the podcast, and that was the goal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was really good timing.
0: Yeah, because we started it, and then two weeks later, the only way we could connect was virtually. Right. And so yeah. it just really was a lifeline to a lot of people. And so we're so glad it's here. Yay. And here we are a year later. It's exciting. We didn't do exactly 52 episodes because, you know, life happens.
1: But I think... And COVID uh, happened. 37.
0: 37 episodes. That's pretty good. I say, yay, for first year, for 37. Right? We did Absolutely. We did it. Yeah. And Brotherhood started, too. They had 22 episodes last yeah. year. Yeah. So, Yeah. This was more bi-weekly or once a month or something like that. Yeah. Well, more than once a month. There's only 12 months in here. We're tired. We're recording this the day after the Andre meetings were oh, over. Man. So we were just sitting in the office almost in a stupor glazed eyes going, oh,
1: let's yeah. go do a yeah, podcast. Let's do a podcast because I cannot function on office admin work today. So. No,
0: the brain wasn't, wasn't gearing in to organize. But here we are. Yeah. Okay, so we always start with questions. Yep, let's do it. All right, so we're going to go back to one of the originals. Mm-hmm. What book are you reading right now?
1: I just started a new book. It just came out today. So I, I downloaded it. It just came it. out today? It just came out today. Yeah. Oh, I thought on, it was out. No, it was on pre-order.
0: Oh, that's why she was doing all those social media posts about it. Oh, yeah.
1: So yeah. I... And I... Don't use my audio app that often, and I've been paying for it, so I have like ten credits on there. Oh,
0: like for free books? For free books. Oh, so, see, I couldn't listen to a book; I'd be like, my mind would go hundred directions.
1: Well, I'm, I'm trying, but I, I think this is what I'm going to buy anyway. But um, I am listening to. It's called "Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess" by Dr. Caroline Leaf, who we know love, um does a lot about toxic thinking. She's amazing. And um, who switched off your brain and how to turn on your brain. And she's all about, she's a neuroscientist. She's brilliant. Yeah. Christian and um, just so excellent in her field. And she's does has done some amazing deeper studies on how so much of our behaviors and our anxieties and fears and depression is really surrounded around how our brain is wired and how we can clean up that mental mess in our brain.
0: Oh, that by sounds doing so certain good.
1: Things, certain strategies. So yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, neat.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm reading, well, I ordered a new book to go with all the other books. How many do you have going?
1: Um, really? Not many right now. Maybe <laughs> just two or three. Yeah.
0: I think I have like five.
1: I've been busy because I've been studying for something else for a group. And um so
0: Yeah, and you taught and last taught. week at church. Yeah,
1: so that's kind of been a lot of my reading.
0: Yeah, in the study reading. Well, I ordered this book called Mountain Rain. It's about the life of James Fraser, who was a missionary to China. And I like to read biographies. I like to read, I, I keep several books going at once. Like I like to have a deep book going, something that's teaching me, something I'm learning. And that you can't read deep things like that like all the time and nonstop. You just have to take them in pieces. Exactly, yeah. So then I like to have something that lights my fire. So like a reading about fire starters or revivalists or evangelists or biographies or something like that. And then I'd like to read something that helps me grow, like Rick Renner, keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. And then I'd like to read something to entertain. Yeah. So it, depending on what kind of mood I'm in, that's the book I'll pick up. Mm-hmm. Right. So I bought this one, Mountain Rain, about the life of James Frazier, who spent six years in China. And for the first, well, more than that, but for the first six years of his life in China, he he didn't see any fruit, Wow. no harvest. All he did was pray. Wow. But after sowing six years of prayer into revival and harvest in China, he reaped like a huge, huge, huge harvest. And so it just really speaks a lot to prayer and the importance of praying ahead and and saturating things in prayer and... Maybe not to expect things to happen immediately. Oh, I prayed this week. We prayed for revival Monday night at at church. Why aren't we seeing it? Well, sometimes you have to saturate the ground right. before it happens. So I'm I've been reading that, but then I'm reading this other one. I'm making my way through it. I brought it with me today. It's, I see lots
1: of little tabs. Oh, in this Oh, there's line. all
0: kinds of little tabs in this one. It's it's over 500 pages long, and um, but it's called "The Fire That Once Was" by Frank D. Pietro. And um, there's just a quote in here that really has been wrecking me. So because it's our pot anniversary, and because I can, I'm just going to read it. <laughs> Come on. It says, if sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our bodies. If they will perish, let them perish with our arms around their knees. Let no one go there unwarned and unprayed for. And that is what I'm praying returns to the church. Wow. Just that hunger for the lost and the hunger for souls. Cause, uh um and that it drives us to pray, yeah, and it drives us to be concerned about not just our eternity but their eternity
1: boy, I love that yeah um, it it sparked a uh a thought I had about a, a quote that um our friend uh Deanna Schramm had posted about. You know, we all want to go to heaven and ask David what it was like to be king and write psalms, or Abraham, what it was, what what was it like to be you, and Moses, what it was like to see the Red Sea, you know, split. And yet, we don't think that they're going to come up to us and say, "Oh my gosh, how was it to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you?" Oh, for sure. And I've been thinking like, that
0: for years. I was like,
1: "Oh, you mean they might care about what our experience was like?" And yeah. So, yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah,
0: I remember studying the life of Abraham. I can't remember how long ago it was thinking, man, especially in Genesis 15, where God it says God took him outside and showed him the stars. Yeah. And that's just such an intimate picture mm-hmm. of God being with him. I'm like, man, what was that like?
1: Yeah,
0: how, What was that like? And God said, really? You're so enamored by that? I live in you. Right. Like he, Abraham could count on both hands how many times God appeared to him. And he had a conversation with him. We have that God living inside of us, and we just take it so for granted, yeah, we take him so for granted,
1: yeah, and I think that just ties into the thought that we can take for that for granted because there's so much work that we can do, so much we can do in prayer for the
0: lost. oh, for sure, we take a lot for granted, especially in the United states and i I Andre was here. And if you guys are listening and you didn't hear the Andre messages, go back to the Facebook page or the website or wherever podcasts are podcasting and find VCC Warren and listen to his messages. And he just made this statement. He, he wasn't even preaching about it last night. He just kind of blew over the statement and it just sparked something in me. And I wish I had my notebook in front of me. Um, he said, Jesus breathed on the disciples and said, receive you the Holy Spirit. And then he moved on to what he really was preaching about. That's all he said about that. He didn't say anything else. And it just kind of resonated in me that there were 520 some people that he appeared to after the the resurrection and before the ascension. Mm -hmm. So potentially there could have been 520 people there of his disciples that he breathed on and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But there were only 120 in the upper room waiting for the gift of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit for that power that he had promised, which tells me that 400 people were satisfied. Wow. Their hunger was satisfied and they they were fine right the way they were and they didn't want anything else and they went home. Yeah. But there were 120 that were like, oh, wait, he said there's more. Mm -hmm. I want more. And I'm going to go to that upper room, and I'm going to wait for the more, yeah, and I thought and I wrote, Lord, I never want to live satisfied. I always want to live just hungry for more, mm-hmm. you, know, we will never exhaust getting to know God. Right. We will never exhaust how deep we can go in him he's He's bottomless
1: oh my goodness and and these the three. Separate teachings that Andre did this weekend all left me just thinking. Yep. You know, you always, you Lord, you never want to walk away going, "Well, that was nice." Check.
0: Yeah, check it off your box.
1: Yeah. No, I walked away going, "Man, that's powerful." And I, like I, I, I didn't, I never looked at it that way. Or I, we've, we've listened to stories about the woman with the issue of blood, up a bazillion times yeah and we do have the tendency as soon as somebody brings that out you kind of you kind of glaze over and turn off and go oh heard it been there done that and i used to find myself doing that with scriptures especially if you're reading through you know if you're reading through the bible if you're reading through the gospels or whatever it is you go or you know you come to to know and you go been there done that read it and you have a tendency to skip over it because you've read it and god always tells me he goes There's always something new. Yeah. There's always something new. And that's another layer. Yeah. Yeah. So even if we read people quote scriptures and Instagram and on Facebook and stuff, and a lot of times we just go You can read the first three words and go, Oh, I know what that is. It's and move on. Yeah. But give pause and give the Holy Spirit a minute to say, No, let me teach you something through this. Yeah.
0: And there's still life. Yeah. And power in that scripture you didn't exhaust the life and power in the scripture the last time you read it right and uh my friend just told me she was reading a, she was reading a book about healing and got to the scripture reference and kind of went to skip over it cuz like oh i've read that before and the holy ghost says why are you skipping over the part that holds life yeah wow. <laughs> like, oh yeah how about that how about really that part good.
1: that's really good yeah so, for sure
0: well, that was our first question. <laughs> we went real deep right away. Yeah. So our second question isn't quite as deep. Our second question is, do you have a favorite vacation? Or a favorite vacation spot or
1: whatever? You go first. Like, like can I answer it for you? Or oh, are for you sure. You can me?
0: answer <laughs> it for me. <laughs> well, I like it. my favorite vacation. We didn't really take vacations when I was growing up. So I hadn't really traveled. I think I went to Tennessee to see family when I was little. And um, my only memory from that was making peach cobbler or canning peaches or something in the kitchen with the women. And uh, the outhouse at my great grandma's house because she had an outhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun.
1: Yeah. That's a memory. And pleasant vacation
0: memory smelling. (laughs) <laughs> and my brother got stung <laughs> my grandma just kept saying oh my oh my because he got stung by a wasp and his wrist swelled up like four times it's normal size oh my god! and she's like oh my oh my <laughs> my great granny room but um so and then when i was in high school my dad married my stepmom and she loved the beach so we went for four days to myrtle beach like we drove we spent two days there and we drove that was my first introduction to the beach and I was hooked. I bet, I'm like, yeah. just get me back to the beach. Yeah. But my favorite vacation spots were always Hawaii and anywhere I can go with my kids. And my husband, like our family together. Anytime we have that family time together, which is usually the beach.
1: And those become more precious because now your last baby's graduating. Yeah,
0: the kids are grown. So getting everyone together is tricky. And then, But I have a feeling my new favorite vacation is going to be wherever Michael and I decide to go for our 25th anniversary this year. Yeah. Because we haven't decided. He wants to go out of the country and I'm a little more hesitant about that because nothing's really open yet. And I don't want to get stuck overseas and not be able to oh, come back.
1: I just saw a list of places that are open and good to go right now. I just saw a list somewhere.
0: Yeah. But if we went over there and had to have a COVID test to get back, what if one of us tested positive and then we could not get back in the country? Like we'd be stuck. Like I don't want to get stuck. That would be bad. <laughs> like Michael's like, let's just go, let's just do it, because he's a risk taker. Me, I'm a little more calculated. I'm like, you know, I've never seen the West Coast. I've never seen the Grand Canyon. I've never seen like oh. the national parks out west. Let's just do that safe oh, my little goodness. trip there. Yeah,
1: the Grand Canyon. Oh. I've never incredible.
0: been to the Redwood Forest. I've yeah. never I've never seen the West Coast. Yeah. Not ever, not once. There's Other some than fairly
1: decent places, you can still go on
0: the west coast. I think one time on the way to Hawaii, we stopped. And I sound so spoiled because we've been to Hawaii so many times, but I've never seen the west coast. But uh, we have family there, so we always stayed with family. Yeah. It was relatively inexpensive vacation for us, but was we had to stop in LA and then lay over and we it. kept getting <laughs> stuck. So we spent quite a bit of time in the LA airport, but that's the only part I've ever seen. Oh. How about you?
1: Well, um, I have different favorites for different reasons. As a child, because there was eight kids, I don't remember us ever going on a vacation all together. But my dad would get these State Farm reward trips, and back then they were, like, big. So one year um, he took, uh, with my mom, my sister and I, to Austria. And it just so happened to be my 13th birthday And so the last night of the big convention was like over a 1,000 people, orchestra, big fancy dinner, you know, everybody's wearing tuxes and long dresses and the whole thing. And they sang happy birthday to me and brought me a cake.
0: Aww. Yeah, that would be like something that stood out. Oh, that
1: was like a huge memory for vacation. And then Ron, of course, with his job, travels so much that he goes to some cool places, so is it it's two or three years now I think it's three um I went to Paris with him for a week
0: oh yeah was, I've never been to Europe
1: that was really fun um you know we did all the things you know the did you take a like move. a
0: cooking class or something I, t- I
1: learned how to make uh macarons and was it all in
0: French yes how challenging was that <laughs> yeah I took you a, needed Mookie
1: yeah I did Um, they were very gracious and everybody helped with what English they knew and helped me through, but it was so much fun. It was like a, an experience I'll never forget. And of course we had dinner in the Eiffel tower and we went to the Louvre and saw the, all the museums. We went on a bike tour, which was really fun. And so that was a great, a great vacation, but probably our favorite place to go is Puerto Rico. Mm. We love Puerto Rico. We love San Juan. We love those old buildings in the cobblestone streets and the street vendors and the guy rolling cigars and just some cool things that yeah. are really neat. And the waters, you know, then you can go to um, other areas where the water is crystal clear and it's very yeah. Caribbean and um, and the food's amazing. And so uh, we've been there twice and are ready to go back again. Yeah, we're ready to go back to Puerto Rico. so
0: Is it open for yeah. tourists and stuff again? It is, yeah nice
1: yeah he keeps he'll always ask like i think one of his calls he's like hey if this uh so-and-so station in whatever city we were in last in puerto rico needs some help um sign me up (laughs) 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 if we can do work and vacation combos even better
0: (laughs) see now that would drive me crazy like when i'm on vacation i want to shut my phone off i want to not take my computer i don't want to look at an email i want to be like in vacation mode well i do you do, but I, he doesn't get to.
1: He doesn't care.
0: Oh, he doesn't care.
1: No, he doesn't care at all. Because there's enough opportunities for us. Because normally, we'll um, we'll uh, bookend it with weekends, so he may have to work sometimes, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we could end on days on the front or the back and just stay a little longer. Mm-hmm. And you know, then we have like three or four days for wherever we are. Yeah. To um, hang out. And then I have my time by the pool, and I can sit, and I can read, and I can relax. Ah, Yeah. I have my own time, and then we have time together.
0: Yeah, when we're on family vacation, we all sit on the beach together with our own little books. So everybody's reading. We're all sitting together, but nobody's talking. (laughs) Nobody's talking. Well, we do in spurts, but then everybody's like, yeah, this is the life. Because we never get to just sit. We never get to just read. We never get to just... Yeah. have like stretches of time to do that. Right. I am presently like 28 days behind in my daily, yeah. like reading through the Bible in right. a year. Not that I haven't been reading the Bible. I just haven't been reading right. the yeah. program. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I need like a good five hours to catch up on all this reading. It's crazy.
1: Maybe it's Leviticus and you could just skip. I
0: know. <laughs> Shh, don't tell my secrets.
1: I know. Didn't we just talk about not skipping over areas of the Bible? Don't skip
0: over. Don't skip over Leviticus. (laughs) Every time I read Leviticus, I just go, oh, Oh. thank you for Jesus. Oh, I'm so thankful for Jesus.
1: Okay. All I want to say is Judges 19.
0: What is Judges 19?
1: I just want you to go look it up.
0: Oh, I don't have my phone with me.
1: Just later.
0: I won't remember. (laughs) Will you text me
1: that? I will text you that later. (laughs) And those of you listening online, just read Judges 19. Don't read it late at night. And don't read it while you're alone. It's very disturbing.
0: <laughs> some of the things some, that God put in the Bible. And I have some questions. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our next podcast. Judges 19. All right, y'all. Read Judges 19 and send us your thoughts.
1: My friend Roseanne texted me and she's like, have you read Judges 19? And I'm like, no, but I can, right? So I did. And I'm like.
0: I'm sure I've read it. I've read through the Bible every year for 30 years. I'm like. It didn't stick. Lord, so you have questions. Like, Worse than Lot's daughters?
1: Oh, this is where, and I and I don't remember the names, but the I
0: you don't I have, have to give it away. It. We'll just go read it. And well, then the,
1: the guy who ended up taking his <laughs> wife and sending her out in the street, so all these men could have sex with her because
0: he oh yeah there. yeah didn't and he, he cut, cut her up, her up after and she put was them dead?
1: All over the... His,
0: all right, we're not talking about this today, girls. Let's bring it back into something <laughs> pleasant. Vacations are fun. How about ice cream? Did you try the Jenny's ice cream that Kelly oh, G. just mentioned? No, I didn't. I was on a sugar fast, so I couldn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, girls. For all of the ones that are still with us that didn't do it out, kudos to you for <laughs> hanging on. Oh. <laughs> Hey, laughter, do it, <laughs> it I, think, I think this is just what we needed. Oh my gosh. All right, all right so the seconds. sugar fast was fun. How,
1: how did that go? Really? like how many people?: It went well
0: participating. I think we had like fifteen or so people that actually started participating. I don't know how many did the whole thing, but um, it was we got all the way done with it last Friday. And then two days later, Andre was in. So I was kind of glad because, and like Michael made this comment, second service, no, first service at the end on Sunday that um, praying in the spirit is like a Holy Ghost Q-tip. Like it cleans out your ears so you're more sensitive to hear what the Lord is saying. To me, fasting does that. Yeah, Anytime you give the spirit the ascendancy over the flesh, Mm -hmm. like that, especially for an extended period of time, it just makes you more sensitive to, all things spirit. And so we were able to come into the Andre meetings just ready to receive mm-hmm. and ready to hear. Not that nobody else was, but to me, it I felt like it helped me like tune in a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But it got all the way over Friday and I need to, I want to pop on our little group and do one last post and say, uh, how many of you made it all the way through? Yeah. <laughs> and raise your hands. But um, that's how long Jesus was in the wilderness, tempted by the devil.
1: And it's less about. 40
0: days. And it felt like forever. I'm sure. Forever. And it, it wasn't even just a withdrawal. You get through the withdrawal of sugar in like four days. And then after a while, it was about the habit yeah, cause you eat sweets after a meal, or you eat something chocolate in the middle of the afternoon for a little pick me up, or mm-hmm. ooh let it just tide me over or whatever. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're eating a lot of sweets. And I didn't eat like sugar, sugar. Mm-hmm. I was, I was not back on like regular. I mean, I'd have an ice cream every once in a while or something, sugar every, but it wasn't a part of my daily routine. But sweets had grown to be even healthy sweets, so I put all sweets out. Wow for 40 days and breaking the habit of it was harder than the withdrawal and especially cuz for me it was a stress reliever yeah yeah so anytime i found myself in a stressful situation my body was craving chocolate and in our line of work we're in stressful situations quite a bit mm-hmm. so <laughs> i was constantly craving the habit the experience of chocolate i didn't right. care about the taste i didn't care about chocolate but the experience of having something to turn to and that was the whole point of the fast was to set aside what you were turning to instead of turning to the lord
1: well and i think it's kind of like because i think in your fmd diet it starts out talking the same thing about coffee where everybody gets up to have their coffee in the morning and it's like "Mm, my cup of coffee but it's really your habit of having a cup of coffee more than it is the cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, and once you get through the withdrawal of it, it's it's definitely the experience of it that you miss Yeah, and the habit of it. And I, I read a statistic, takes 21 days to create a habit. It takes 10 weeks. Oh, I'm sure. That's two and a half months. That's much longer than we fasted sugar. Two and 10 weeks to break a habit.
1: I bet, yeah.
0: And so I didn't... Get it completely broken, but I continued that fast all the way through Andre. Well, yesterday afternoon I had one of my little uh no bake cookies, but um yeah, I, I decided to continue that fast all the way through the meetings, and uh I s- probably could break it today, but I haven't yet. I thought about it though. I have chocolate in my desk. I've had the whole time,
1: whole time, whole time.
0: Good for you. Yeah, that that's took amazing, a, lot that <laughs> a lot of willpower. A lot of willpower. Because <laughs> it's. Uh- It was there with every stressful situation. And I keep chocolate in the house for Michael because he didn't do the sugar fast. It was just me. So we have lily chocolate and naturally sweetened chocolate everywhere. So I just didn't. I'm going to tell on myself. Okay, tell on yourself.
1: (laughs) So I'll get like just a handful of like the little tiny um, like squares of Snickers or Three Musketeers or something like that. Oh, like the little
0: fun size.
1: They're even smaller than fun size. They're like little like nothing i'm like oh i'll put a little bag of these in my drawer that way i'll have like one every once in a while when i feel like i want one an hour later the whole bag will be gone (laughs) i'm like what or i think i did that one christmas i made like the little um oreo
0: balls or oh the oreo truffle the little oreo truffle we have some of those in our freezer
1: Okay, I yeah. see them
0: every time I open the freezer.
1: I did that one year, too. I had in my freezer, and I'm like, oh, I'll save these in my freezer. And that way, if I have people over, then I could pull out some of them and have them as a little, you know, dessert or something. No. I probably just kept eating <laughs> one a day until they were gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it's just don't have it around.
0: Just yeah, don't have it. So, but the fast itself, and from what I've heard from the ladies, it was the same experience. They felt very... Close to closer to the Lord, and like they, it was easier to hear His voice. Yeah. And and um, one of the ladies asked me actually today, why Why do you think that is? I said because you're intentionally making time. Right. Because when you're fasting, you know, fasting without prayer is just skipping a meal. Yeah. It's just exercising willpower. Right. Who cares? Yeah. It does nothing for you spiritually just to fast. Right. If you're not going to take the time that you were consuming that food or doing that activity. If you're fasting TV or fasting Facebook or whatever, if you're not going to turn some of that time into intentional time, extra time in prayer, yeah. then who cares? Right. Like it's good for you. Okay. It's good for your body and it's good for your soul not to be on Facebook so much or not to eat the sugar, but it for your spirit, it's not going to do anything. I said, it's because you were taking intentional time To seek the Lord. Right. Anytime you're spending time with someone, you're going to get closer to them. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So it went well. Good. And it's over. 40 days, though, Jesus spent that long being tempted. We got a sample of three temptations that he endured, just a sample of what the enemy did to him for 40 days. Right. Made me love him even more when I thought that.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: I love Jesus.
1: So, anniversary, pod pod-iversary.
0: podiversary. So, one year down. Yeah, a bajillion to go.
1: So, what, um, what throughout the year, the thirty-seven, they're all good and they all have a purpose and yeah. a message. But what was what kind of stood out as one you really enjoyed? Um.
0: Uh. I guess we have a different perspective on this side of the microphone, so um, I don't, I don't generally go back and listen to them because I don't like hearing my voice. <laughs> I
1: usually leave Or my I, I usually do to you listen, listen to it?
0: Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I don't like my laugh. I don't like my voice. I'm like, ooh, how do people listen to me? Thank you. <laughs> when I li- see all the the numbers of people listening or writing reviews or sharing it on Facebook, I'm like, God bless them, Lord. God bless them. They deserve it. <laughs> they deserve that blessing.
1: Do you have a podcast that you listen to on a very regular basis?
0: Um I used to um listen to some sporadically. Uh there's um I'm trying to think. I wish I had my phone with me and then I could yeah. I could look at them. I, I have in, a list. I threw that out there. Um I follow I follow Rama Family Church. In Australia, just because my friends pastor it, and oh Rick Renner, mm. do you listen to his podcast? I
1: just get his um spirit, his uh sparkling gems.
0: Oh, his podcast is so really? good. Yeah. yeah, his podcast is so good. So I listen to his regularly, like whenever it comes out, I'm like, yay, it's out. Oh, nice. And then I listen to Authentic You mm-hmm. out of Jesus Culture. And then I listen to Jesus Culture. Yeah. And it's a leadership one. Nice. Yeah. How nice. about you? Very
1: good. Um, I listen to um, some...
0: Oh, very- I listen to Tima Tony. No, I'm kidding, because it's me. <laughs> I don't listen to it. I'm just giving myself a plug. <laughs>
1: I, um, I have good friends who attended church in Tennessee called World Outreach mm-hmm. with Pastor Ellen Jackson, and I really enjoy his teaching. So I listen oh, to his good. podcast. It's really good. I listened to that, and then I listened to, and I just blanked on the name. I'd have to look at my phone. Who is it? I'd have to totally cheat and look at my phone. What do they Um, talk about? uh, It's a little bit of everything. Um, I'll tell you who it is. Oh, where would it go? I don't know. I'm so bad. Why do I like forget people's names? Oh, Chip Ingram.
0: Oh yeah, I listen to some like in seasons. Yeah, but not regularly.
1: Yeah, probably his is the one I listen to um, most regularly. I've tried a lot. It's it's you just have to connect with it. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, and I do a lot of uh, YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I listen. I watch a lot of older ones like Brother Hagen or. Yeah. Just to kind of feed my spirit, so... But podcasts, Jen Tringle is one I listen to, too. She came out of Rhema, and uh, she's got a lot of good things. And she does an interview style, too. Okay. So it's not just teaching. So it's her guests are really interesting. Yeah. And it's everyday people and ministry people and recording people and a little bit of everything yeah so it's kind of different it's not always the same
1: yeah alan jackson's is like that too that pastor is because he's you know loca- located right outside of nashville oh yeah so he gets a lot of connections with um both uh country music celebrities or other ministers or things like that so he gets some interesting people on his
0: too yeah but as far as some favorites i mean i loved interviewing tia yeah. Saffirno. You oh. can't spend time with Tia Soferno without just feeling so refreshed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And Noel Custer, her story was really good. She was a two-parter. Yeah. Her story is incredible. And then of course my friends, uh, Judy Jo Adams, mm-hmm. I loved hers. And, uh, Patsy Caminetti. Yeah, it was fun to get to to talk to her a bit, but we get the before and after conversation too when we interview. So yeah, those are always fun and meaningful. But um,
1: it's very fun. I loved um, Pastor Michaels on the Brotherhood side. Um, I loved his interview with Pastor Locke.
0: Yes. Yeah, that it was so insightful. That was very
1: insightful, and um, it was just good. I think you know we're um, one church eight campuses. And I can say that I don't know a lot about him or know him very well. So it was interesting to hear his background, his story. Yeah. And of course, culturally to just um, get some insight. It was really, really good.
0: Yeah. One of the things we want to do um, moving forward is to have all the campus pastors and their wives on for a session, kind of get to know them, let everyone get to know them a little bit. And uh, so we, we need to sit down and plan. We do. And make a make a plan. I've got some ideas. And it definitely subjects because we want to connect, but we want to help you grow mm-hmm. in your intimacy with the Lord and in your walk mm-hmm. with the Lord and uh, different things like that too. So if you guys have any topics that you want to talk about, I know somebody had mentioned before they would like us to talk about peace mm-hmm. and they'd like us to talk about patience. Oh. And so I actually did a study on patience, which I was going to teach uh probably four or five months ago on a Wednesday night and God changed my direction. So I have it sitting there waiting, which I was thinking I could bring out from the fruit of the spirit, but it's a different word. Different patience. Yeah. So I had to restudy <laughs> that kind of patience. And so there's two different words for patience in the and they made two different things. Interesting. Yeah. And then peace, of course, we can study that out and, and talk about that. And then I've just got some things stirring in my heart to mm-hmm. to just share with the girls. Yeah. And, uh, but if you guys want to hear anything, I really, really want to bring on Alicia Tinker and Jody Glass and talk to them about all things autism, mm-hmm. about raising autistic kids. What do we need to know? How can we help? How can we pray? Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing, like help educate us. Yeah. Because Alicia both has an autistic son and she works with special needs in the school. Mm-hmm. So it's like her whole life yeah. has been dedicated to this. And she's just an amazing girl anyway. But um, yeah, stuff like that. We want to talk about um, abortion recovery mm-hmm. and heavy subjects like that, but intermingled with subjects of... Um, the goodness of God. Yeah. The faithfulness of
1: Him. And for yeah.
0: sure. Yeah. One of the things I loved about our time with Andre and Naomi this time was our meals. I love the services, but the times we had together with them at the meals, we just sat there and asked them for their stories. We said, tell us your stories. We want to hear the stories. Wow. What have you seen God do? What has God done for you? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I would love some of these podcasts to be just about our God stories. Yeah, What have we seen him do? And what has he done for us? And we're looking about what he's getting ready to do in In the building, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to be contained to a building no. He wants to be outside of that building yeah it's very we're limiting God to think he can only move on Sunday morning and Wednesday night and Monday nights when we pray. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. We come together to get filled up with God so that we can go out and He can use us in absolutely. the world
1: absolutely and
0: if we leave him in church, we've done a big disservice to the Holy Spirit, yeah. How did we get off on that? I don't know. What about uh, you? Besides Pastor Locke, any other favorite interviewees? Because you've been on this side of the microphone most of the time.
1: Yeah. Um, Gosh, yeah. Of course, Tia, who I've worked with um, closely through different things over the years. And then um, Noel, who is just such a joy to get to know, um, are both very good. Um, I loved when Tammy was on and she shared you know, her story about her girls and yeah. and actually the Alicia's uh, birth which yep. was very, um, very powerful. So it's just great to get to sit here and just uh, get to know people better.
0: Yeah. yeah. And of course, some of my favorite ones are the ones I get to do with Michael. Oh, yeah. Because he's just fun. He mm-hmm. makes everything fun. Mm-hmm. And so not that you don't. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I did not take it that not- way. <laughs> Did I mention that we're tired after Andre being here? But um, it's fun to get to just know us personally, too, I think, when we get to share that side of ourselves in a little more intimate way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did one with my my husband, and that was like so much fun.
0: We don't get to do that on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, because you got to, I mean, we let the Holy Ghost have his way, but... We're not just going to sit there and tell our story. Right. But it's so fun to tell our story. So we're going to ask you, drop it in the comments, send us a private message or a DM, and let us know. What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear stories? Do you want to hear anything in particular? Do you have a Bible subject? Do you want us to tackle Judges 19? (laughs) No. Let us know what you want to hear. We're not here just to talk. We want to connect with you too. And so we only way we can connect with you or when you put it in the comments or reach out to us in a DM or grab us a church and tell us uh, how it impacted you. We love it when you do that. It encourages our hearts so much to know that it's making a difference. And I cannot believe that we're out of time already.
1: I know. And sometimes we start this and we think, Oh, what are we going to talk about it? And, boom, and then there bam, goes half hour. <laughs> bam,
0: it's gone. But it's gone. So... Listen, if you like this podcast, wish us a happy podniversary, but do us a favor and share it. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Leave a review, and that'll help others find out about us and know what we're all about so they'll want to subscribe too and get blessed and changed. Yeah,
1: we are all about connection. You can find us on social media for Facebook and Instagram, for the guys, Brotherhood at Victory and at Warren, and for the girls, Sisterhood at Victory.
0: You can come to Brotherhood or Sisterhood live on Monday nights at 7, right after prayer. And Sisterhood also has a live right there on Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock.
1: And things are opening up, so go grab a cup of coffee with a friend.
0: Connect at church. If you don't have a Bible-believing church, come hang out with us. We're here at the Warren Campus, but Victory has eight campuses. You can find all our locations on vcconechurch.com. That's VCC1Church.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. Don't forget, we, we are, better are better together. together.